You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Good morning, Patriots. It is episode 172, I believe, of the Patriot Review. And um, we are, of course, going to focus on Israel today. And we're going to have uh, the TPR historian, Ronald Boyd, joining us, who I'll make an announcement about uh, when he's here. But uh, there's a lot to cover. And we're going to talk specifically about the history of Israel's attempts to to uh, create a peaceful solution and uh, to the contrary to what the uh, anti-Semitic thugs and murderers and terrorists who um, excuse this behavior by Hamas. And um, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the current situation with the United States and what our perceived and real weaknesses are and what is likely to come out of all of this. So that is coming up. First, I'm gonna show you some related headlines here. So initially, you know, it's almost like the Biden administration or the Biden regime, I should say, is on cruise control and that they have these checklists that they go through and, you know, they can't help themselves. Initially, they had put out this um, chiding little uh, tweet on um, their Pal Palestinian Affairs Office uh, posted this um, on X, right, or only Twitter. And uh, what it said initially was calling for all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. And then when they realized the severity of the attacks and the truth of the whole matter, they quietly deleted that. And to me, it just shows more uh, more of the ineptness of this regime, and that there is no there is no man up in Biden's head upstairs that is present in the moment who can respond to things, and that has only been shown to be even more true. And unfortunately, we're seeing that the number of Americans has risen. Now I think it's at 11 total, according to this article, maybe more by now, because this is ever changing. But um, so these, you know, these hostages, this brings me back to um, the, the beginning of the war in Iraq and the terrorists that, you know, videoed and, and uh, released the beheading of, uh, of people and the burning of people and the caging and drowning of people and 
all this stuff that was going on. And, of course, now Hamas is threatened to do that again. And, um, you know, there are more Americans who are still being held captive, and the families are not getting any real news. And then the Biden regime seems reckless and ineffective, which it is. And instead, uh, Cutter is is negotiating or or you know passing us information about about these hostages, and uh, it's just pathetic. And you know we played the uh, U.S. Israel flags in the open because uh, you know we have always been united with Israel, and for those people who just are ignorant of the facts of the whole situation. You know, they uh, are really a, a symptom of an overall problem. And then as we don't really teach history anymore in uh, in our schools. And we'll talk about that a little bit, too, with uh, Ronald once he's here. But uh, so Biden, you know, he has this barbecue, right? And this reminds me, you remember when Benghazi happened? What did Barack Obama do? And we'll mention Barack in a little bit here, but... What did he do? He grabbed a plane and went on Air Force One and went to Las Vegas and held a campaign event the next morning right away. And um, again, you know, it's not just it's not just uh, it can't all be blamed on incompetence because there is a hatred of America uh, in that are that run common in both the. Obama administration and the Biden regime and you remember I don't know how many episodes ago I showed the uh, the footage about the truth about the Crusades and you remember Barack Obama attacking Christianity and bringing up the Crusades and then I showed that you know after 465 years I think the number is of attacks by Islam that went all the way from the the, the Middle East all the way to Spain and, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of battles, that's when the Crusades started. And, uh, you know, this, again, this ignorance of history is really leading to all kinds of problems uh, within the United States, within Western civilization. And the woke crowd uh, will never get it and don't understand it because they haven't been pumped with so much uh, so many lies and so much propaganda that they just will refuse to to really learn what has really happened in history. So we have this barbecue, and then you know Biden goes silent, and he and you know he's 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 worried about the cost of your concert tickets instead of these Americans and uh, and of course the Israelis in the attack. And this this is a international issue that could lead to World War III, in my opinion, um, you know, which is just stunning in my mind. Uh, so here we have in the political signal, a disgust, disgusting disgrace. Uh, White House puts a lid on Biden's day before noon. And this is just, you know, he's, this is just him. He's, um, he's not present uh, at times. You know, I feel sorry for the guy, and and then I remind myself of who he is and what he is, and then I don't feel sorry for him anymore. But uh, this says, life is not a video game. You don't get to press the pause button and take a break. Yet the White House of President Joe Biden 
uh, in effect, closed the doors and shuttered the windows by noon Monday. Uh, so said Fox House correspondent Jacqual Henrik in a social media post. The White House uh, called the lid before noon. We do not expect to see or hear from President Biden for the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and this is, of course, is after they were, you know, trying to reduce the damage from that tweet that they pulled down. And it's it's all just a, it's all like a, a, a puppet uh, right in front of your eyes. This guy is just... He's just manipulated by the people around him. And like I said in the opening, it's just like they have a checklist. Now, Obama, you know, I mentioned him a little bit. So Obama gives an enraging anti-American response to Hamas attack. The response of the former president, Barack Obama, to the Iranian-backed Hamas terrorist attacks on Israel, resulting in numerous casualties and injuries, has been characterized by his continued silence. The Obama administration, as well as a presidential library, or foundation affiliated with the Democratic past president, such as Bill Clinton, have refrained from issuing any official statements regarding the ongoing conflict. In contrast, the Clinton Foundation has not issued any statements regarding the aforementioned attacks. Hillary, however, who, you know, can't be silent, uh, at least said something that was positive. She said, my prayers are with everyone affected by the horrific attacks by Hamas and Israel. United States stands in strong support of our ally today and every day. So we give people credit here. You know, you know how I feel about Hillary Clinton and her uh, recent fascist statement about putting us all in camps and re-educating us because we support the Constitution. Uh, well, she said Trump, but basically any Trump supporter supports the Constitution. So anyway, she said something um, more appropriate, very appropriate in this case. And the situation is only getting worse as we go. And you remember the this really did start with the Obama administration and the red line. And, of course, then he wipes that red line out and puts a new one down and the whole Syria debacle. And uh, uh, the weakness and the perceived weakness, that is the question for today. And we're going to talk about the history of Israel and their attempts at freedom, as I said, but we're also going to talk about what are the perceived and real weaknesses of the United States to be able to respond like this. And to think of this, the damage has been done and is continuing to be done because this leading from behind nonsense that uh, has really made us absent on the world stage and emboldened people. And I and I say to you that this attack would not have at least would not have been as severe if not for the Biden administration or the Biden regime, the unduly, the unelected regime of Joe Biden uh, causing these issues. And uh, they do get their roots in the Obama administration, as I mentioned, you know, but um, you can look at this whole situation and, and uh, really underlines, underscores Reagan's peace through strength uh, philosophy. And, uh, you know, Trump came out very strong yesterday and, you know, he, he basically put these uh, people on notice that, you know, when he is president, he will not respond the same way. But I do fully believe that if you were president today, and I believe he really is, but uh, if you were in office today, he, this would not have happened. 
I believe they probably would have had rocket attacks and everything else, but to be given $6 billion and for Iran to turn around and say, yeah, we've taken part in the planning of this, and um, guess what? Uh, you just funded it. Um, <laughs> it tells you all you really need to know, and this one issue should be enough to never elect another uh, such uh, leftist globalist ever again. And, and uh, I know that's unrealistic, but uh, that's what I really believe. So now it gets worse, and this is where it could go into World War III, and we'll talk about that. And that is because Hezbollah now is amassing on the border of Syria uh, and Lebanon, and they are going to join the fight against Israel. This is straight out of prophecy here, and um, it's only going to get worse, as I said. And unfortunately, we have a man that's more concerned about concert ticket prices and barbecues and has to be in Betty Bye by 12 noon. And that's a real problem. We'll be right back. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I... Uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there, and um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I had to spend a few moments just with Grace alone, and it was, it was just a horrific um, sight to come upon, it was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that, the color of grace changed. And um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. person step foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace is worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel 
as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. If you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, you can do so by going to Sherwood.tv slash TPR. Sherwood.tv slash TPR and Kingdom Fuel and many other products for you to get yourself in peak health. Uh, so check that out, sherwood.tv slash TPR. Also, if you have not seen the documentary Breaking the Oath yet, it is, just uh, as a reminder, it is based around the Shara family and the death of their daughter, Grace, due to COVID protocols. And uh, that is occurring and, ha- and had occurred many, many times. The, uh, the, the documentary goes much further than that and talks about kind of the state of our healthcare system and um, why it's very dangerous and um, the protocols in particular. So check those out. Also, I do have, if you're tired of supporting woke corporations, I do have a a new website for you to check out. It is called shop for freedom, shop the number for freedom dot online. You can get uh, American made products, products that are more natural and safer than a lot of the products you use in your home right now. And you can uh, get those shipped to your door. So go to shopforfreedom.online and uh, check that out. Get yourself some great products from non-woke corporations. We don't want to support those. So shopforfreedom.online. All right. So now Mr. Ronald Boyd is joining us. And uh, Ronald, welcome to the to the program today. We have a lot to talk about. But first, I wanted to um, congratulate you on receiving your doctorate degree in history. And uh, I think that's a great accomplishment. And I know I can't call you doctor yet because you have to officially have the, uh, the paper in hand. You're supposed to anyway. But uh, congratulations and welcome Thanks. to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. So, so today I wanted to talk about a couple things. First of all, I want to go into the history of Israel trying to, uh, repeatedly trying to make peace with, with uh, the countries, the Islamic countries, and uh, and actually these terrorist groups, which uh, I think is a futile futile effort. But um, so I want to talk about that first, and I want to get, want you to give us the, kind of the history of that, and then I want to go into. Um, the current situation, and now this morning I just announced that Hezbollah is now amassing troops on the Syrian and Lebanese borders, and um, it looks like it's going to get much worse. So I want you to address that and uh, talk about America's real weaknesses and perceived weaknesses brought on by the clown show that is the Biden regime. <laughs> and lastly, I want to talk about this as a potential spark for World War Three. So let's start with... Uh, the history of Israel trying to make peace first, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, well, first of all, we have to go way, way back. Uh, as most people know, that the area that's known as Israel was actually held by the Ottoman Empire. And obviously the Ottomans joined the uh, 
you know, the Central Powers during World War One, and in 1917, the British government uh, actually produced this this document. It's called the uh, Balfour Declaration, which actually stated that the British government was interested in actually creating a homeland for the Jews in what is known as Palestine, which is obviously Israel. And of course, uh, the Holocaust occurred. And finally, in 1948, uh, the Jews in Israel actually declared their independence. But at first, when the, the British left after you know, they had their mandate in, in Palestine, and after they left, the UN stepped in and actually they were, going, they were willing to partition the, the country. So the Palestinians would get something and the Israelis would get something. Except the Palestinians said no. And they obviously declared war against the Israelis. So the Israelis decided, well, if you're not uh, willing to uh, negotiate, okay, we'll declare ourselves independent. And this is when most of the Arab nations actually invaded Israel. And this was probably the closest they became you know, as far as being overwhelmed. But the Israelis actually pulled it off and they won. And they gained some territory. And it wasn't until probably 1967 when Egypt, Syria, and Jordan, they were getting together and they were kind of rumbling like, oh, we're going to, we're going to attack you. And so the Israelis actually did a preemptive strike. And they defeated all three nations within six days. Mm -hmm. And they gained not only East Jerusalem, but the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and the entire Sinai, the entire Sinai Peninsula. Eventually, they did withdraw into just the Gaza Strip. But they actually held all those territories. And in 1973, the Egyptians, along with the Syrians, actually attacked uh, Israel in 1973 during Yom Kippur, which is a major holiday in, in Israel. And they came close in defeating them, but the Israelis managed to rally and defeated both of them. And they still kept the Gaza Strip and they still kept the West Bank. It wasn't until probably 19, the 1970s, probably 19, around 1978, 79, where Jimmy Carter actually managed the Kabul together an agreement between Egypt and Israel. And this was the first peace treaty between an Arab nation and Israel, which is an important achievement and is something that we, we should give Carter credit for. He managed to do it. Absolutely. And it wasn't until the 1990s, I believe, with Clinton, that again, they negotiated with Palestinians, primarily PLO with, as Yasser Arafat as their head and they managed to get some kind of an agreement but not exactly and what's ironic about the whole thing was that the Palestinians got like 90% of what they wanted, 90% and what did Yasser Arafat do? He got up away from the table and he walked away he said no and it wasn't until probably 
fairly recently, around the 2000s maybe, I don't exactly remember when, they finally did get an agreement and the Palestinians were able to hold their own elections. They were granted the West Bank and, and the Gaza Strip. And so they they were able to form their, their own government for the first time and, you know, whatever. And it wasn't until uh, the uh, Abraham Accords during the Trump administration did we actually get something that would be considered, you know, a true peace. But unfortunately... Which he doesn't get credit for. Yeah, which he doesn't get credit for. But unfortunately, the Palestinians apparently threw that away. Mm-hmm. And that's evident now with Hamas actually uh, assaulting southern Israel. And, you know, they put these videos online. And anyone who actually defends this, they're not American. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you can't defend this. You can't excuse it. You know, they, they just... They say, oh, well, they're occupied and, you know, they're being oppressed. It's like, uh, no, they got their own government. They got their own territory. So they're not being oppressed, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so it's, so let's go back even before that. So the, the argument, you know, the argument, the biblical argument of whose land it really is and the two sides, just for, I think most of the viewers probably know this, but for those who don't, um, explain that and, and the two sides of who... Who really should have that land rightfully? Well, I mean, it, it was originally occupied by what what we known as the Philistines, which was a group of tribes that were in the area. <laughs> Your phone is uh, bouncing around so much you look like you're parachuting. Oh uh, well, unfortunately, my uh, piece okay. of uh, Chinese uh, crap <laughs> decided to fall apart on me, so I actually have to hold on to my phone. Oh. Oh, well, try to hold it a little more steady if you can. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, as you I'm know... motion sickness. As you know, they were known as the Philistines. So they originally occupied right. the territory. But as the Israelis or Israelites were roaming around the wilderness for 40 years, God actually did say, I, I promise you this territory. And I'm sure he mentioned, uh, you know, how big the territory was. But anyways... It, it, it's the promised land for the for the Israelites, and God promised it to them. So therefore, for all believers, including Muslims, God promised this land to the Israelites. So therefore, if you want to talk about ownership, it belongs to Israel, period, including the West Bank, because the West Bank is part of Judea and Samaria, which were traditional Israeli or Israelite lands. So all that, maybe the exception maybe the Gaza Strip, but all of it is is Israeli as far as I'm concerned. So, and that's the that's the that's the source of the argument. You have um you have this religious argument at the foundation and of course when you're speaking about terrorists, I mean they're not going to <laughs> They're not going to change their their religious views whatsoever. I mean, that's what no. makes them terrorists, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. So, so we have that, and then um, we have Arafat walking out, and I think there's also probably the good old greed factor in that you know the people who are really stirring up the problem 
also are making money off the problem, right? Oh yeah. And so not not only do you have the the religious extremist terrorists, you have the profiteers. And mm-hmm. I think that the whole world is waking up to the fact that well, I would say especially Americans are waking up to the fact that Eisenhower was right about the military industrial complex, but that that same philosophy can be applied to to this situation, don't you think? I mean, that's probably oh. what Arafat was about. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Arafat, or the Palestinians in general, at least the terrorists, they want it all. They don't they right. do want the West Bank or Gaza Strip. They want all of Israel. In fact, that's within the charter of Hamas, is the destruction of Israel. Right. And I, I actually saw something, or I heard something like the EU actually was going to uh, stop providing aid to the Palestinian Authority. But within an hour or two, they reversed their, their decision and said, oh, yes, we're going to still provide aid to the to the Palestinians. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. The Palestinians are the aggressors. So right. why, are you, why are you giving them aid? All you're doing is fueling more, more terrorism. And right, especially after Iran comes out and admits that, well, actually it was Hamas who admitted that they got a portion of that $6 billion via Iran. And, yeah. um, you know, that was reported, uh, Bernie Carrick reported that. And mm-hmm. um, then Iran, of course, admitted that they were involved in the planning of this for weeks ahead of time. Yeah. And, you know, so the one thing I wanted to say about that is that Folks, we have now an article that came out a week ago. I covered 75,000 people linked to terrorists and terrorism that we know of that have crossed the border into the United States. And you just mentioned that you know their charter is to destroy Israel. Well, who's number two on their list? <laughs> Us. You know, yeah, I mean, they, the little devil and the big devil, right? I mean, that's yeah, how they. That's they how they. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, besides that, you watch the videos that they've shown on TV. They actually raided a concert, a concert venue, and they murdered like 250 people and and kidnapped a whole bunch of others. And, you know, the sad, well, the ironic thing about that concert, the majority of the people that were there were pro-Palestinian state. You know, they were pro-two-state solution. So they just murdered people that actually supported them. <laughs> I bet they weren't at the end. You know. You know, and then and then, you know, that even makes the response from Biden yesterday even more brain dead. What does he come out and do? He he come out he comes out and says that you know his administration is is uh targeting unfair concert ticket prices. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's his issue. So you have people at a concert in Israel, yeah, being, uh, being killed. Yeah. And then you have him talking about concert ticket prices. Guess what? We want to make it cheaper for you to go die. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> I, the idiocy of this regime is just never-ending. And, uh, you know, so here I have a story on here. The new force begins rapid mobilization against Israel. Uh, things could get much, much worse. I'm going to take a quick break. I need you to... Uh, mute for about three minutes, and then I'll be, we'll be right back, and let's talk about that part of it.
American Patriots. It's me, Wayne Alaroot, otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big-name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free. Or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars, he's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. All right, we are back with the soon-to-be Dr. Ronald Boyd, our historian and contributor. And um, before we went to break, I was telling you about the news story, the buildup of Hezbollah uh, on the Syrian and Lebanese border with Israel. And uh, it looks like things are going to get much worse. And I want to interject something else in here that I mentioned yesterday, and that is that uh, remember the the treasonous and it's and it's now i mean without a doubt it wasn't arguable to begin with but the this, now it's definitely not arguable arguable because giving aid and comfort to the enemy the 85 billion dollars worth of military hardware that was left in afghanistan uh some of it used i understand in this attack uh and um you know i don't i don't know that you can argue that that's not treason anymore but um so anyway, let, let's get your thoughts on on Hezbollah jumping into the fray and what that means for Israel and how likely is that to pull in uh, a, a tougher response from the United States? Well, considering the the current administration, I'm highly I'm highly doubtful regime any kind of uh, forceful. Uh, any kind of forceful reaction by the Biden administration. I mean, let, let's face it. The president is probably, well, not only the most incompetent and most corrupt, uh, but he's probably the weakest president we ever had. But uh, as far as Hezbollah, Hezbollah is actually, uh, you know, they're, they're trained, they're organized mm -hmm. uh, by Iran. Iran. You know, yeah. basically they're you know they're a surrogate of, of yeah. Iran so you know the Iranians are are involved in this because Hezbollah won't mm -hmm. do anything without Iranian okay 
You know, so, and this is why I wonder if this will lead to world war. I mean, we're already, you know, been talking about being on the brink of, of the world war. We know that Russia has been working and drilling with Iran, China in Iran. I mean, we have this axis, mm-hmm. uh, this axis of evil, if you will. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it pulls Iran, it pulls Iran in automatically because they mm-hmm. are, I mean, Hezbollah is really, by extension, their troops. Yeah. And so a response from Israel is very likely. I mean, I saw <laughs> I saw footage uh, of uh, one of the ambassadors. Don't remember who, what his name was now, but mm-hmm. I'm getting too old. Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> he was talking. He was warning Iran, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, how likely? What's what's the likely scenario that you see as far as people join or countries joining the fray if? Israel retaliates against Iran? Well, other than the United States, I would almost argue that Israel is pretty much by themselves. You know, and... I mean, on both sides. Yeah. And and even, you know, if we can actually convince the current regime to actually provide... Well, I mean, they claim that they're providing some military aid to, to Israel. That's um, plus they're moving uh, part of the sixth fleet, I believe, a carrier task yes. force off the coast. Okay, the question is: Is that fleet there to help Israel or to hinder Israel? Ask the question. You know, considering a lot of the rhetoric that that comes out of the current regime, you know, you got to ask yourself. Are they there to help Israel or not? And, you know, I'm doubtful. I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that we're going to help Israel, but I'm doubtful. Uh, As far as Israeli response, I mean, there's a lot of options that they could actually do. Number one, they could probably bomb uh, the nuclear facilities of, of Iran. But there is some problem with that because a lot of it's actually in the ground. We don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other option is obviously, you know, a border incursion acro- well, across the border of Lebanon and developing some kind of security zone in the northern border to help offset the rocket launching that they're going to they're going to do there, or offset any plans of invading Israel. You know, so uh-huh. there won't be a repeat of what happened in the South. So Trump came out, and his his response was, if if um, he were making recommendations to Israel, it would be to say to Iran, if you attack us, either yourselves or through Hezbollah, mm-hmm. we will destroy all your oil fields. Yeah, that'd be a good option. We'll take your economy away from you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but let's say Israel does. Um, mm-hmm. What are the what are the responses from the Islamic countries to that? Because this is this is an opportunity that I think they won't let get by them because of the scale. It's not been this much since what 1973. Yeah. And um, so, what do you think about that? Well, let, let's face it, 
Hezbollah and Hamas it cannot defeat Israel militarily. They just can't. You know, there's the possibility of of other nations, other Arab nations going up against Israel. Jordan probably won't because I think they technically have an agreement with Israel. Syria probably won't because they're too busy with a civil war. Uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, people say, oh, what kind of army do they have? They don't really have a military to speak of. You know, they actually rely on us uh, to protect them. So, and plus Egypt, you know, they actually have a peace agreement with Israel. So chances are they're not going to do anything. And really, to tell you the truth, the reason why Hamas probably did this attack was because a lot of the Gulf states, including Saudi Arabia, were actually negotiating with Israel over a mm -hmm. peace deal. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to uh, avoid that. So if the Gulf states and Saudi Arabia were smart, they would still move ahead with Israel and get a peace deal going. And get something signed within the next year or two. So this way, their efforts in trying to sabotage what they're doing is going to fail completely. And that's what if they if I was, you know, Saudi Arabia or any of the Gulf states, that's what I would do. Because quite frankly, what about the internal pressure though of those countries' uh, citizens? Oh yeah, there might be some some pressure, but. If I was them, I would say I would argue. Look, we've been in conflict with Israel for the past how many years, mm. and we've gotten nowhere. Israel's still there; it's still going to be there. You know, uh, so why should we fight these people? Really, the threat is Iran. They're the threat to us, not Israel. Israel couldn't care less about us. You know, as long as we leave yeah. them alone, they're going to leave us alone. It's just simple as that. Uh, so why should we be fighting Israel? The true enemy is the extremists that Iran are fostering. Those mm -hmm. are the true threats. And those are the ones that we need to face. Because really, quite frankly, Iran is the major power in that region. It certainly mm -hmm. isn't Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has yeah, no military well, to speak thanks, of. Thanks to George Bush. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't know that I have as much faith as you do that they will see that logic. But um so I think that um the one question that I that still remains that I want I gotta take another break here. Uh but the one question I want to talk about in the last segment is America's real and perceived weaknesses and uh what the future is likely to hold as far as we're concerned. So uh, we'll be right back after this break and we'll talk about that. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only gonna get worse. This inflation is gonna continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to Kirk Elliott, PhD, dot com slash the patriot review get all kinds of free great information and invest in gold and silver for your future our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them are affecting our bodies our sleep 
and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patreon Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a mosh from the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. All right, back with uh, Ronald Boyd, the TPR historian, contributor. And we have talked all Israel, and we've talked about the potential... uh, addition of Hezbollah forces to this tragedy that's been going on. And now we're going to talk about what the real and perceived weaknesses are of the United States. And of course, number one, we've already talked about the real weaknesses, the man in the, in the, <laughs> the old office. That is definitely a real weakness. But militarily, there's been a lot going on. And, you know, our military has gone woke. We have General mm-hmm. Milley, who's committed treason and, you know, spent, he was just on 60 Minutes, you know, used to be that you listen to the commander-in-chief, and we have generals now running all over the place thinking that they know better than the president. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that made me think, you know, about what what's the real state of the military and what is the real weakness or what is the perceived weakness and how does that affect this situation? Well, the, the problem with the military is people don't want to join it. You know, it's gone you walk, Yeah, you watch the, the recruitment videos and, and you look at that and it's like, really? Then you watch a, a, a Russian military video, recruitment video, and you watch that, you know, and you watch a guy getting up in the morning, doing exercises, hopping on a plane and jumping out of it, you know, <laughs> and you got yeah. this rock inspiring rock music behind it and it's like oh yeah i want to join that i don't want to definitely sends (laughs) definitely sends a message of weakness for sure but the question is is that real or is that perceived now 
this administration or this regime has not had that much time to start destroying our military. So the question, and I know what you're saying. I mean, they're they're missing their recruiting targets, and they're even talking about the draft again. Mm -hmm. And you know, but it, but uh, it, to what extent is the weakness real, and to what extent is it perceived in your opinion? Well, I think it's real because if you, I mean, they actually had TV shows where they show the basic training, you know, the first eight weeks of of your military life, and you see the drill sergeants. And I don't know if this is just because you know for TV or if this is actually uh, what they're they're doing now. They're practically coddling these people, and you see some of the recruits that they accept now. Literally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are like 300 pound people there with, you know, their beer gut hanging out. And it's like, really? <laughs> hopefully these people, wow. hopefully these people get fit very quickly because if this is the state of our military. We're doomed. <laughs> Let's face it. Well, yeah, I have, you know, uh, Gunny Bud Cornwell, who wants a Marine, always a Marine, right? But mm -hmm. um, he was a drill sergeant. He was saying the same thing on the last show episode that I had him on and you know as a drill sergeant he was talking about the difficulty he had watching the changes over time so I think that you hit on something there very 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 true that um, we're definitely because of all this uh, virtue signaling and because of the fact that virtue signaling is now moved into the military mm -hmm. and co-opted the purpose of the military I think that you're spot on I think that uh, we're seeing the weakening of, uh, and I don't want to take any anything away from anybody who joins the military, but we are definitely seeing the weakening of our military because of because of this wokeness, and um, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I think you're right. Uh, but what is your thoughts on battle readiness and? Do those numbers are those numbers outweighed by uh, the people who are really in it for the right reasons and have the, the ability to actually follow through the way that uh, we're used to seeing? Uh, I've I've seen reports of suggesting that the Navy is not prepared for combat, uh, which is frightening, considering they're like our first line of defense. If you think about it, you know, out mm -hmm. in the oceans. Uh, and, and I don't know about the army, uh, or the Marines. I, I would assume the Marines would be always, or, are always ready, but there might be a question about the army because, uh, I've heard reports of they're downsizing their special operation units because they just don't have the people to man the, the, uh, units. So they're going to slip, uh, cut off, uh, cut out a whole bunch. And that's bad when you don't have the special operations capability of doing what you need to be doing. Uh, that's really sad. And uh, another thing that we need to address is uh, the lack of intelligence. You know, this was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was a surprise on Israel as well. And Mossad is usually a very good outfit. Uh, but then again, it, when, when you look at it, like they're talking peace with 
with the Gulf Coast, I mean, with the Gulf states, uh, with Saudi Arabia. So really for the Israelis, why would they need to worry about, you know, the Palestinians? You would think, you know, they have maybe not great relations, but at least it was stable. For us, there's no excuse, you know. But then again, I'm thinking the reason why we were caught flat-footed was the mere fact that our intelligence agencies are too busy spying on us. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. So it's That's like, exactly right. And, and, um, and, you know, they've completely given up on the fact. And why would we look at Islamist extremists who want to, you know, call us the great Satan, and after they destroy Israel, they want to come after us and kill every one of us? Those people that attacked us on 9-11, those people that attacked us way back in Beirut, those people that attacked the coal... Uh, why would we be concerned about them? I got a better idea. Let's look at the Christians. Those Christians, <laughs> yeah. they're running down the street, as you said the other day. When is the last time you saw a Christian running down the street that says, Jesus saves with a machine gun or, uh, you know. Before <laughs> yeah, mowing down a whole bunch of people. Jesus saves. Yeah. yeah. So that is that is exactly <laughs> how ludicrous the CIA and the FBI sitting in mm -hmm. churches across America have become. And uh, so that's a great point. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that, uh, you know, I think that we ought, we ought to just do that as a skit and see what kind of reactions we get because, <laughs> yeah. because well, it is that ridiculous and, um, yeah. they're focused on us, you know, mm -hmm. they're focused on us. God forbid you believe in the constitution and have pride in your country. You are a, uh, you are a threat. You are a terrorist, mm -hmm. domestic terrorist. Yeah. And, you're the fascist. Yet, uh, yeah, yet we have these people who have, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, previously aired things like beheading people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't make this stuff up. These these America haters that are in our government need to go. And mm -hmm. the American people need to stand up. And we need to insist mm -hmm. uh, when Trump wins, eliminate the FBI, eliminate the CIA, eliminate the DOA, or E, eliminate the mm -hmm. IRS. Yeah. We need to redo. We need to reset back to the original Constitution and give them the yep. four powers that they have and work towards what needs to happen on the social side of things, I think. Yeah. Um, quickly, though, the last two minutes, um, if you would, just talk about um, what you see coming out of this if this leads into uh, something that is you know, more global, if this is an excuse that... Uh, China, you know, China has been infiltrating Mexico and in the United States as well. Mm -hmm. And um, is this an excuse for a larger conflict? Uh, well, it could be. I mean, after all, we, we see Russia and Ukraine. We, we're now seeing what's going on in Israel. You know, this could be a uh, something that occupies us while the Chinese decide to invade Taiwan. Yeah. You know. And really tell you the truth, what better time to do it than now? When you right. got this dithering old fool who doesn't know where he is half the time, nor can he finish a complete sentence, and you have the laughing hyena as the replacement, if he, you know, heaven forbid, he drops dead, it, it's a great time to invade anyone, really, because we're not going right. to do anything. We That's already know that weakness. we're not going to do anything. <laughs> That's the real weakness part. That's you know, the real weakness part. And again, right? I mean, do you still think that Reagan's uh, peace through strength applies? Oh yes, 
Yeah. You know, Always that, applies, doesn't it? It does. And just like the old ancient Roman saying, if you want peace, you have to prepare for war. And I remember someone actually saying that was the dumbest thing you ever heard. And I'm looking at him like, really? Really? So if you want peace, the best the best chance of having peace is having a strong military that's prepared to to attack when necessary. And when the enemy sees you, you're prepared and you got a strong military, they're going to refrain from attacking you. So how is that the dumbest thing you ever heard? And and we look at what's going on as far as our border. Like you said, 75,000 people that might be terrorists, connected to terrorists, uh, are in our country. We saw that what we happened. We, we saw what happened in Israel. That poor concert that 250 people were slaughtered now imagine you got 75,000 of these morons running around in our country you know how easy is it for them to buy tickets to you know well Bruce Springsteen he actually canceled all his all his but like Taylor Swift let's say mm. let's just mm -hmm. stop them you know all you need put 10 people in there you could cause a lot of damage Right. You know, not not that I want people infiltrating. Even more so the, in the U.S. You know, because it's more open. Yeah, not that I want Taylor Swift shot dead or anything like that or, or the people mm. that go to those concerts. But I'm just saying as a right. warning that this could happen and we need to be vigilant. And unfortunately, I think we're I think not. It will, I think it will happen. I think, it, I think we're going to pay the price and I think it's going to be a huge price. I think that, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm going to be the... <laughs> I'm going to bring everybody down, but this is what I think. I think that um, we will see these attacks in the United States because of, because of what you said. There's no more opportune time, and uh, I think that by or that the the Biden regime's not saying anything because they're afraid that that would spawn these responses. Mm -hmm. And I think they're gonna. I think that they're not smart enough to realize it doesn't matter that these mm -hmm. are coming. And it doesn't matter what they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of Americans are going to be paying for it. Got to run, Ron. Thanks for being here so yep. much. We'll have you back again. Yep. And, um, thanks for having me. You betcha. Everybody else, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.